The Outlet. The Voice of Central. Welcome to The Outlet. I'm your host, Brent Harbour. In this podcast, I speak with Wanaka resident Haley. Now, Haley worked four jobs to finally build and own her own home. We talk through the early chats with mortgage brokers and the banks and find out how she worked all her finances and why it worked for her to find a land and house package. Plus, I catch up with Central App Cadet journalist Emily Atfield. We talk about what inspired Emily to become a journalist, other youth work she does in the community, and a new monthly segment starting on the Outlet podcast called Teen Talks. But first, with local news, journalist Anna Robb from the Central App. The Outlet, local news. Hi Anna, in local news for Central, we're talking about the weather and also sustainability. Hey Brent. Niwa's winter outlook is out, but it's almost just as useful to look out the window early in the morning. Frosts, fog, cold temperatures and unsettled weather are all a feature of the start of meteorological winter. It's going to feel colder than the past three winters as those were relatively mild ones. According to forecasters, chilly temperatures are sticking around until July and August when more settled conditions are likely. So stock up your wood pile, keep it dry and rug up warm. Another way to keep warm is to keep a hot drink close by. I was stoked to see the new chunky cups at Alexandra's Industry Lane Cafe. They are loanable and very cool. It's also a great way to keep a takeaway cup out of landfill. The Central app has some more waste minimisation tips for households coming soon. It's timely for the community to have a read of them as we all move to a smaller red bin from next month. Share what your whānau is doing to reduce waste. Send me an email. It's reporter at centralapp.nz. The Outlet. The Voice of Central. Carrick Winery has your opportunity to meet Dr. Alan Joan Nelson, the Kiwi Bank New Zealander of the Year 2023 local hero. Now it's on Saturday, June 24th, 5 to 8 p.m. Dr. Nelson will be doing a talk on leadership of the future, a refreshing view. Find out all the info and a link to buy tickets by clicking the Things to Do button, then What's On on the Central app. Hayley worked four jobs to finally build and own her own home. We talked through the early chats with mortgage brokers and the banks and find out how she worked all her finances and why it worked for her to find a land and house package. Can you talk me through a bit about your journey of buying your first house? In fact, you're building your first house in Wanaka. And and where did it start? Um, I'd probably say that for me, owning my own house has been sort of, you know, always in the back of my mind. I watched my mum and dad build their house on our farm back in Australia and always was like the idea of being able to have a piece of, well, what now is Wanaka is my home. I wanted sort of that sort of thing. So I would say I've sort of been planning in the back of my head probably since you know I was a kid but then stopped traveling and moved to Wanaka permanently in 2009 and then just started popping a few hundred dollars away here and there and then slowly sort of built that up from there. So what was it like for you when you first approached the banks about getting a mortgage and building a house because it's quite a scary time isn't it? Yeah no definitely and my story probably actually starts quite a few years ago where you know, I saw all my friends coupling up and buying houses and, you know, prices were going up and I was like, I need to know what 
I need to do. So I contacted a mortgage broker that I sort of knew and they sort of, we went started going through the, the motions of what would be available to me based on prices back in 2014 or something, 2013. <laughs> and, and, you know, how much I needed to save, what I needed to do, you know, based on every all the rules and regulations back then. And I was like, okay, perfect. So I just sort of started, you know, moving towards that. But according to the mortgage broker at that stage, I was nowhere near it. And then I went, actually COVID was a shakeup. I lost my job. I ended up working as a lifty up the ski field just to sort of pay bills. But at this start of 2021, when I was sort of already doing another two jobs, a friend of mine or someone I sort of know was like, had said, oh yeah, I've just got a house. And I'm like, what, how have you got a house? When like, I've been trying to save forever. And I was like, right, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to do it now. You know, interest rates are low. I've always studied. I've always, you know, looked, kept an eye on everything. And so I sort of went back to my mortgage broker and he did the, you know, we're all pretty much stars in this world and you've got to fit in a square box that the banks want. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't, I don't spend $3,000 a month on clothes. You know, that's their, you know, might be this minimum expectation that you do. And I'm like, I go to the recycle center, you know. It's like a hundred bucks a year, but because of, you know, all the minimum requirements and things of the banks and the mortgage broker could only tick the box. He was like, mm, no, basically, you know, get a partner or ask my, for someone for money. And I'm like, well, there, that's just not necessarily a thing that you just magic up. And no, I'm not going to just ask my family for more money because I want a house. That's sort of not how I was brought up. Although, you know, they're very supportive and dad has also contributed to, you know, the deposit. And I was just like, mm, okay. So I ended up going, you know what, what's the worst case scenario is if I go to the bank myself and ask. The worst they're going to say is no, which is where I'm already at. And I happen to, and I do miss this, is going to the banks directly, speaking face to face with them. I actually have, I had quite a good reputation with the, the bank manager here. I'd gone in and accosted him one meeting several years beforehand about what the ethics were on the Kiwi Saver that that they offered at the bank, and I wanted all the answers. Um, <laughs> and he's like, "Wow, you're testing me!" And I'm like, "Well, you know, it's important if I'm going to put all my money with you. I want to know a that I'm going to get a good return, but also that you're not supporting, you know, armed weapons over in Afghanistan, for instance." He's like this is good to know and I don't know the answer. So I'm going to go and study and find it out. But in that conversation, we also, he's like, oh, look at what are you saving all this money for? You know, you've got so many, I've got actually, even now I have 18 bank accounts because that's how I need to budget. And he's like, he's like, what's his house one for? And I said, oh, you know, I'm saving. He's like, oh, you seem to be going well. And, you know, he, we just discussed lots of things about that. And he's like, you're on your way. And, you know, he told me a few books to read and things like that. So, you know, fast forward three years when I had the phone call with the bank manager, COVID had to do it over the phone and not directly with him. And he's like, I remember you. I, maybe there was a little note on my file, <laughs> be prepared for the questions. <laughs> um, but he's like, nah, I've been watching you and your bank for, you know, 13, 14. I've had the bank account for 20 years and I've been with the same people. Everything on your records will make this work. And he's like, yep, perfect. And I we sort of maybe fudged some of the numbers. <laughs> and yeah, it went through and the bank has been amazing. And like everyone else would have been like, if a mortgage broker can't get it for you, that's it, you can't. You know, they're the ones that have all the ins and outs. And I was like, 
no, you've got to battle for yourself. You really do. And it's really important to sort of be like the worst case, you've been told no, but it doesn't mean you can't go in and ask and sort of do your research. The amount of color coded Excel sheets that I've just done up, sent to the bank on multiple going, what if I did this and this and this and this? And then I did this, this, and they're like, well, they can't argue with my beautiful coloured Excel sheet but um, yeah so then they just have helped me the whole way through I've got a really good lawyer through part of Rotary here in, in Wanika um, I've got an amazing lawyer who also really important they're only ones that actually fight for you everyone else like if you go to a sales agent or you know real estate they're just there for them their own thing but you're actually paying a lawyer to look after you so I really valued that and how important that was and then, yeah, I did what the banks wanted, you know, getting a house and land package that was the price couldn't go up. They inc included grass. So, you know, I wasn't going to go back to them in like three years time and go, oh, actually, the house needs a new roof. So I need another $50,000. So, yeah, so I sort of did what they wanted just wouldn't take no for an answer. <laughs> well, that I mean, that's great. And it kind of goes to show the discipline of having a a credit history and working with the bank, doesn't it? That it's Absolutely. it's cons consistent and it doesn't have to be huge amounts, but just make sure that you cover everything you do. Absolutely. And I know that quite often, you know, recently, you know, the banks and it's always in the news that you need to have like a three months clear bank, you know, you know, you haven't gone off and frivled all your money away at the casino and you've got, you know, all your money disappeared over the last three months. And yes, it was a little extreme at certain times when, you know, they took, they were like, oh no, you've been, you've gone Christmas shopping. So you've spent, you know, $500 or whatever it was, you know, that's just, that's not real life. But I think definitely having a history of the whole time that they could go back to whatever point in time they wanted to in my bank accounts and be, okay, yeah, she's got an account for the bill. She's got an account for the house. She's got an account for snowboarding and biking and, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, that sort of shows that I do have the ability, even though I might not necessarily fit the little boxes that they've created, they can probably say with a high amount of certainty that I'm fairly risk-free you know I'm not going to get a massive credit card and then put you know $50,000 or something like that yeah well it's you you have a plan and you're disciplined and that's kind of what they're looking for when they're going to lend you a big amount of money for a house right absolutely exactly and it's not a small amount at all as we all know so as long as you sort of do your sums and it does seem out of reach sometimes but a friend of mine once she was an accountant and she has a they went massive with big Airbnb and she's like, as long as the numbers that come in are more than the numbers that go out, it doesn't matter if you've got $5 million going out every month, as long as you've got $5 million and $1 coming in, it's fine. They're just numbers. So don't look at it and go, oh my God, you owe like that much money. And so what was it like when you're trying to find a land and house package? Was there a lot available or was that difficult as well? There wasn't a lot. So that was quite easy. I just went for the cheapest option. <laughs> so, I mean, I had been looking around and I actually had, there was another house that had been for sale in a different neighborhood that was an old house. They were subdividing it. It was in an old part of the town. I was like, oh, it's established. You know, it's a, the section's a bit bigger, the house. And I was just like, you don't know what's hiding behind those walls. And my friends were like, no, some of them were like, no, you should go for that one. You should go for that one. And I was like, you know what? The banks are going to be happier with a brand new, this is the price, it won't go over. 
and I just happened to, I think it was on Trade Me and I saw it. I think I spoke to a few different agents because I was like, oh, I saw you had this one for sale, you know, a month ago, but the prices literally every week were going up $20,000 and it was absolutely insane at how fast they were going. Um, and I actually had a little panic because I'd already spoken to the sales agent. I was like, okay, I think I can, because I did the opposite. I went to the bank first to see how much money I could get and then focus on, okay, with that money I can get, this is how what I, the house I can go for. Opposed to a lot of people I think go, oh my God, I've fallen in this love with this amazing house. And then the bank's like, oh, no, 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 you're nowhere near that. So I was like, this is not my forever home. It's going to be, it's my foot in the door. Everything's included. That makes the banks happy. It makes me happy. Ticking all the boxes. I don't have to worry about grass or the letterbox or, you know, those kind of things. It's already included. And I was like, well, that just is a huge relief. I wouldn't, you know, you get to choose out of two door handles, but also it's a door handle. It doesn't really matter. And so you're just like, that's sometimes less choice is better because it's like, well, I'm not going to go in five years time. Oh, I should have gone for those other door handles. You're just going to be like, oh, it still works because it's a handle on the door. But I mean, you must feel great being in your own place. Oh, it's definitely because I mean, renting for so many years and even before like when the rules have changed you know someone sold a house and then they'll and your whole life is just sitting on that precipice of do they want you to be able to continue living there or can you you know do they want to get rid of you I've got not kicked out but that happened to another house and back in the day it was only like 40 days or something they had to give you notice and it was like you know it's just really you know, all the time your nerves are shot because you're like, am I going to find another house? Who's going to live with me? How much is it? You know, all those horrible questions constantly. So now, and you're just paying off other people's mortgages as well. So I have been really, really fortunate in the last seven years. I rented off a lovely lady in Monica and I looked after the lease. So that also helped with the banks because I managed the whole lease and all the housemates so they could see that you know, I could use that against my mortgage and things like that as well, that I always had flatmates and that kind of thing and managed the house well. But she really, really looked after me and was just really pleased even that I was getting into the housing market and she just let me stay at that house until this house was, I could move in, which was a year after they told me, <laughs> a year and a half after they told me. So she's been really good in that way and really flexible and just, you know, she didn't put up the, the rent hugely at all throughout the whole time I was there and I looked after the garden you know I really respected her and the garden and looked after her home what well, was one of her homes so you know she really appreciated that so I think you know what goes around comes around as well sometimes that made it easier. There's probably a lot of people listening who think they can never get into a house so what, what is a piece of advice you could give them Hayley? Fight for yourself just you have to be a good budgeter absolutely and don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it I mean I've done it by myself in Wanaka and that is I know one other person who one of my friends she's just built doing it the same out at, at Hawea but I've fought a lot and just if someone said no I've gone like well okay what else do I need to do when the banks wanted an extra ten thousand dollar deposit I wasn't going to lose my house over ten thousand dollars I went and got a third job and then I got a fourth job. I didn't like commercial cleaning and I did it sometimes till 10 o'clock at night, but it wasn't a forever job. It was a, right, I need to be able to get an extra 10,000 saved in the next two months. I still need to be able to live. And sometimes, you know, 
go snowboarding or go on a weekend away or, you know, eat the cheese I like. <laughs> so, you know, it's important to sort of not cut yourself off from anything when budgeting, but, you know, it doesn't hurt to, like, I still work 50-hour weeks in two jobs, but I love what I do as well, so that definitely helps. But, you know, working the six days a week there for a while, it was hard, but I could see the, the you know, the light at the end of the, and don't be ashamed of doing anything like, you know, yeah, commercial cleaning is, is challenging. And I think after tax, I think it worked out at like $13 an hour, but it was $13 an hour. I could have been sitting on the couch, probably scrolling through Facebook. And that allowed me to sit where I am now, which is in my own home. So like I never had a credit, I've never had a credit card. Don't put things on lay by. You don't actually need things like that. Stick to a budget. Look after the cents and the dollars take care of themselves. The Outlet. Jobs Board. Here are some of the jobs listed this week on the Central app. Central Otago Health Services are looking for a New Zealand registered dietitian to join their dynamic allied health team based at Dunstan Hospital. The Cromwell team at Kinetics Limited are seeking skilled civil labourers to join their expanding team for an immediate start. And Fresh Choice Cromwell are currently looking for their next supervisor superstar. You must have the ability to work across the seven days of the week, which may include evenings and late nights and some public holidays as part of their rotational roster from Monday to Sunday. You can see these jobs and more by clicking the jobs button on the central app. You're listening to The Outlet. I really like the interviews. I like that it's easy to listen to while I'm at the gym. I like that it's local and all about this community. The Outlet. The voice of Central. Central Stories presents the Otago Railway from commencement to discontinuance. It's on until the 30th of June and they're commemorating the 80-year anniversary of the Hyde Rail disaster. Find all the details by clicking on the Things to Do button, then what's on on the Central app. Emily Atfield is a cadet journalist for the Central app. We talk about what inspired Emily to become a journalist, what other youth work she is involved in, and a new monthly segment on the Outlet podcast called Teen Talks. Hi Emily, how are you? Good, thank you. That's good. All right, can you just tell me a little bit about you wanting to become a journalist and becoming a cadet for the Central app? I thought this would be a really awesome opportunity that got presented. I thought I knew quite a lot about journalism, but through doing the cadetship, I've learned heaps and I'm really, really enjoying getting out in the community and interviewing people and hearing their stories. And I've found that the best stories come from places that you don't expect. So the opportunity to become a cadet has been an awesome learning opportunity. Can you tell me a little bit about Teen Talk? So you'll be writing something new for the app. What's that all about? We're going to have a wee segment on the Outlet podcast here where I will be discussing issues that are relevant to teens in the region and giving people sort of a different perspective, which they may have not have heard before. So I don't think it hurts to listen to other people's perspectives and gain a wide range of ideas. This could be from like politics, the voting, drinking, all those sort of teen issues there. And then on the app, myself and our other cadet Sophia will be writing an opinion piece each month, which will sort of coincide with what we're going to talk about on here. Apart from doing all this, you're at high school, you're a cadet journalist. What else are you involved in? Um, So my biggest involvement at the moment is in the Alexandria Youth Council, and I am the chairperson of it this year. I've been in there for the last couple of years. And we're working this year, we've just sent out our, what we're going to call the youth census. So it's asking kids from year 7 to 13 
across the region, a range of questions from how their school life is, how their home life is, etc. And we're going to harness that data to figure out what we can do in the region to improve opportunities for youth. Once you've done a lot, who do you present that to? We mainly use it as confidential data for ourselves and our benefit, but we also work alongside the schools. So yeah, we will share that data with them too if they want to see it. And then you sort out some problems from the ground up really, eh? Yeah, pretty much. So where we sort of need to allocate more support or even if there's events that kids want us to host in the region. So you're getting some good feedback from your your, your schoolmates and your friends? Yeah, it's only sort of gone out in the last couple of days, but um, we've had really good participation in it and people are really open to sharing their ideas and everyone sort of wants to work towards the same goal which is improving opportunities. When's your next article coming out for the Central App? I'm hoping to get one of my my first opinion article out this week, which will focus sort of on the issues with vaping in the region and sort of government regulation bits and pieces. It's something I'm really interested in. I love talking about political issues and I hope that people will learn something from it. Thank you for all the work you're doing. It's really encouraging that you're doing this and we look forward to Teen Talks on the outlet. I look forward to sharing it with you too. Download the Central app from the App Store or Google Play. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Outlet. The Outlet is produced and published by The Central App and supported with funding from the New Zealand Public Interest Journalism Fund. If you have a story or an interview you think should be featured on The Outlet podcast, get in touch by clicking on the Contact Us button on The Central App. The Outlet is available on the main page of The Central App and wherever you get your podcasts.